Welcome, everybody, to the Good Fight Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 8, and uh, today we're going to present an episode that was inspired by somebody that uh, is very near and dear to our hearts, uh, who will remain nameless, uh, just to, uh, to protect the innocent, so to speak. But in con- conversing with this person, uh, I was commenting on how uh, so many people use the word, uh, the democracy that we live in when uh, we really live in a republic. And so uh, this person said, well, really, is there really any difference? <laughs> and so um, that kind of got the hair on the back of my neck up because I think hopefully by the end of the broadcast, we'll realize that, yeah, there is uh, there is a significant difference. And our founders on purpose wanted this to be a republic. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, Brian, welcome back. I missed you last week. Uh, talk about monotone. That that was uh, that was me. So grateful to be back uh, together. Um, but yeah, republic versus democracy. Uh, you wouldn't think that there would be too much, you know, questions on the whole thing. But um, I, I do think there is some uh, some people out there that you know really don't understand the difference and maybe don't know exactly what we live in. Um, and I think that's critical for uh, citizens uh, uh, ourselves to, to know what we live in, what works a little bit better, what you know, what is maybe not so much uh, uh, the ideal uh, type of government. And um, so I'm excited for this episode. Yeah, and just to be able to articulate that and to at least be familiar with the terms, because I I was surprised and I was exhilarated by the research that I did, and uh, there were some some pretty interesting things that I came away with that I was I was surprised at, uh, and so you know w- one of the issues is that um, you know that that we hear the terms used synonymously, and in some senses that's understandable because there's some overlap, um, um, but uh, the, 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 the founders did, uh, did realize the differences and, and wanted us to have that Republic. And so, you know, you hear in the pledge of allegiance and to the Republic for which it stands and the famous words of Benjamin Franklin, he was asked, well, what kind of a government do we have after the constitutional convention? It says, well, a Republic, ma'am, if we can keep it. (laughs) And, uh, so I mean that, um, uh, and so this, the definitions of terms are important. And when we're talking about uh, democracy in the, in the negative sense or in the th- way they were thinking about it, it's about a pure democracy. And, and here's a quote from, uh, from John Witherspoon, who is a, a Presbyterian pastor, the president of Princeton and signer of the Declaration of Independence. And somebody I respect a lot. But he said, pure democracy cannot subsist long, nor be carried far into the departments of state. It is very subject to caprice and the madness of popular rage. Hmm. And so uh, they, they realized that that pure democracy, which we'll define uh, after our first break, um, uh, um, is is something that is, is what they're referring to when they mean democracy or, and in the in the negative sense. And so, uh, and that's, that's where one of the takeaways for me as I did some research is that, you know, democracy is not altogether um, uh, a, 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 neg- a dirty word, in, o- in other words, that there are some things about democracy uh, that we want to incorporate uh, into our republic. But uh, we'll look into some more of that after a break. Okay.
Alrighty, and we are back talking about the differences of a democracy versus a republic. And we'll just kind of get uh, right into it. Um, but just because of the limited time we have here on the podcast, we're really only scratching the surface. Um, and there's so many more things that we could get into um, because there's there's a lot of uh, ideas out there and things that stem off from democracies and republic- republics, but we'll keep it pretty simple. Uh, so the first, yeah, and, oh, and, and excuse me, Denver, just one uh, that I, uh, when I did, th- did the research, there's four articles that I used and, and I think all four of them had something to contribute to them. And so I really encourage you to, uh, to read those and to, um, and to just, just kind of study if you want more information. And that'll be on the Facebook page, right? Facebook page, and uh, I've got an email list that I'm trying to send out each week, um, and I try to put it in that email, too. So if you want to be included on that email list, then send us an email at goodfight71 at gmail.com. And I'm <laughs> sure we'll go. be saying that a couple more times throughout <laughs> the episode, so you shouldn't uh-huh. forget that. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. So our first question, basically, is what do democracies and republics, republic, republics share in common? Well, the people have a say in government, um, and not just like a monarch or a dictator. Uh, we can go throughout history, uh, you know, the kings of England and, uh, and such, um, or a group of elites. And you could really make the case um, that a direct democracy could be a group of elites, the mob, uh, just that 51%, um, you know, that's kind of all you need. Uh, and, you know, you can go in more into it, buying votes and, all that kind of stuff. And the second thing is democratic ideas uh, are in, are really influenced in governments all around the world, including ours, uh, ours, but mostly the Western world. Um, but that's, again, that's not to say that we are in a democracy. That's what this whole episode is about. Um, but there are democratic ideals that influence our republic. Yeah. And, and, and up to a point in history, this is a very radical idea and, and still is because, uh, like we talked about in our Golden Triangle of Freedom episode, uh, human nature is is going to tend towards tyranny or is going to tend towards powerful people wanting power, more power, exclusive power, and that uh, to counter that, it requires some kind of some kind of virtue. And so, uh, amongst other things, and so that's where you know when it when it started out in in Athens and in the early, in the Greek um, um, times, it 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 took some some uh, some some virtue and some you know thinking about what was right and good not just what i feel like doing so i think that's a good thing to 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 keep in mind too and yet it went on to uh the the the, I, the democratic ideas went on to influence virtually all of the governments of the western world and um so uh i think there's a lot to be be said for that so kind of moving along about talking about what, what is a democracy. So we're going to talk about what's a democracy and what's a republic. So I mean, a, a democracy is, and we're talking about pure democracy again, and that's where a lot of the confusion arises, but um, uh, that's what we're talking about. But a, a pure democracy, like I just mentioned, that had its origin in ancient Athens in the 5th century BC. And then this is something I learned, interestingly, that that uh, even modern day Switzerland, and we talk about modern day beginning in the 13th century, um, uh, had a lot of pure democracy elements to it and still does to this day much more than 
than we do, even though that there's a there is some kind of a written uh, agreement, uh, a type of constitution, but it still is. Um, uh, there's a lot more uh, of, of pure democracy in the way the Swiss handle things than uh, in the way that we handle them. Yeah, and, and continuing on this idea of uh, a direct democracy, there's so much talk about or today about minority rights and uh, uh, you know the, the voice of the minority. Um, now, with the in a direct democracy with the rule of the fifty-one, the minority voice is basically silent. Um, so there's a lot of, uh, uh, advocates of people for Switzerland, their, uh, their type of government. Um, but if they understood what a direct democracy really is, maybe they wouldn't go for it, uh, so much. Yeah. Yep. And it, and I'm still trying to wrap my head around this next concept is that in a democracy, the power is held by the people as a group, not as individuals. Hmm. And I'm, I'm still really chewing on that. I think it's really important. Um, uh, but we'll talk about more about what that, what that means. But that, uh, you know, that in a democracy, the majority rules, like Denver said, and the minority, either, either groups of people in the minority or individuals in the minority has really no power or recourse. Oh, man, this is just making my, my, my brain work here. Now, <laughs> I'm thinking if you silence the minority um, uh, basically completely, that's going to, first of all, create a class, class struggle. I'm thinking Marxism. Then you have the rise of Marxism. You know, this could lead to even worse things than just a direct democracy, you know, yeah. but it all comes from a struggle and this is creating one. Yep. And that's why there, there's a lot of great quotes from the founders and in some of these articles just, and they were very vehement, many, many uh, about how they did not want a direct democracy. Okay. Another thing, everything is voted on by everyone. And so, um, you know, which, you know, if we're in a social club or, you know, in a small group or even in a small town where you vote, okay, are we going to raise the taxes by, you know, by this amount that, uh, uh, is there that that it, democracy can be useful, uh, you know, locally and even uh, you know I've, I've mentioned about our state ballot initiatives are a little bit too smack kind of too much of a direct democracy um, for me. Even though you know I guess it's good uh, with the kind of tyranny we're seeing <laughs> in California yeah. that we have at least have that mechanism, but um, it, it's useful uh, in in small um, small uh, organizations. Yeah, and the founders were really big on e efficiency in government. Um, that's really why the, the articles, well, one of the reasons why the Articles of Confederation didn't work so well is mm. government being efficient. Um, and that's just another reason why direct democracy won't work. Uh, passing all the things that we do and getting, you know, tallying up all the votes of America just to vote on a, you know, House Bill 112, you know, uh, yeah. that's just, that that wouldn't work. Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, before we're too ready to say, oh, Switzerland's such a cool place and it runs so well, and let's adopt Switzerland's um, thing. You know, keep in mind that Switzerland doesn't even have nine million people in it, <laughs> and uh, the area size is about the size of Delaware, and so uh, I mean that's not that, that's that not an an apples and apples thing in any way, shape, or form. Plus, they're much more you know homogeneous than we are, and and just a lot of differences there. So just we'll be careful of that. Yeah, no, I agree. 
Um, so, uh, let's see. We, we pretty much covered democracy, uh, almost. Is, should we add anything to it? Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, the, the, the danger of that is that if you get too big a group, especially, then, the, 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 then it turns into to mob rule or like a mobocracy. Uh, it's overly susceptible to the emotional whims of the moment. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're seeing so many of those with, uh, you know, COVID stuff and now Ukraine and then the, you know, the, the racial things and Black Lives Matter and all that stuff that, um, that, that it, it, it tends too much toward just, emo- you know, way uh, inappropriate emotional shifts of things too quickly. Well, we talk about thinking and not feeling. And that is, uh, uh, that basically uh, provides us the, uh, the grounds upon why we say that. Yep. <laughs> there we go. Well, let's move on to Republic here. Um, that uh, in, in a Republic now that the, the, uh, it, the, it is the sum total of the individuals in the Republic that hold the power. Uh, and so once again, that's something for us all to chew on. And, and uh, I don't want to say too much more about it, but um, it, that, that, that has, a, a lot of meaning, a lot more than it might indicate on the surface. Um, that a, a, a republics use democratic principles that we're going to discuss in our, our final segment, uh, that the individuals are able to have a say, but through the representatives that they elect. Yeah. And, and another uh, identifying factor is a republic has an elected head of state, uh, like the United States or Mexico, uh, but not something like Canada or Great Britain where they have a monarch. Um, yeah. So, you know, that, that's yeah. one thing. And, uh, you know, big in uh, a republic is the rule of law, uh, the rights of individuals, uh, the minority obviously protected rather than, uh, as we talked about, the direct democracy. Yeah, and and you, you look at how uh, how many people were reticent to sign the Constitution without the Bill of Rights, which mm-hmm. really does protect the minority. Uh, and uh, and we are seeing even in the the. The, the recent crises that our, our system is so much more robust than, say, Australia or even Canada uh, that don't have those robust protections like for free speech and freedom of religion and is one of the reasons we need to keep really hammering uh, about the importance of those things. Yep, we've got a beautiful constitution, and I think our quote later will uh, kind of identify that as well. Yeah, and, and that the quote, the, the constitution is really something that's there to help keep those wild swings from happening and to establish the basic rights and principles and, you know, to, to, to set up parameters under which we're going to make our laws and not just, you know, whatever, you know, Oh, I, I move that we do this again mm-hmm. and everybody vote. And um, yeah. The, and that the people's representatives that we elect are limited in their authority by, and the time that they're in that authority. So yeah, that's very my favorite important. thing. <laughs> just real quick for you in the segment, I, I thought it was really interesting that there and, and Denver, this can be, you know, we'll pretend this is a quiz. So oh. which one of these do you think uh, is our form of government? Okay. So okay. do you think we have a constitutional Republic? How about that? Does that sound good? Sounds good to me. Okay. Well, we don't have a constitutional Republic only. Okay. Right, India, sounds South good. Africa <laughs> do. Sounds good. Now, how about a parliamentary Republic? Oh, again, it sounds good, but, you know, I don't know. Well, we don't have a parliament. So, yeah. but Hungary, Greece, and Malta have parliamentary republics. How about a presidential republic? Well, we have a head of state, but they don't rule everything. Yeah. 
Yeah, interesting. In a presidential republic, the president wears too many hats or wears more than one hat. Uh, but Brazil, Mexico, and Indonesia um, uh, have basically pre presidential republics. Yeah. Uh, theocratic republic, um, um, not really. That uh, you know, religious law uh, is involved in addition to secular law. Uh, Iran, Afghanistan, Pakistan uh, have Sharia law that they need to contend with uh, and filter everything through. But how about a federal republic? That sounds more like us. Da, I would da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, uh, you know, that there are countries that are, are a union of states. And I think that's another thing that's really minimized in our, in our uh, thing is how important the sovereignty of the states is. But that, that's what we have as a federation of states or a, a country that's made up of, of independent states uh, with, with delegated powers to each of those things. And uh, U.S. and Jim, Germany are, are like those things. I guess the uh, teacher-student relationship never changes with you quizzing. No, nope, you know? no, nope, no. Nope. Okay. Get used to it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we've gone pretty long in this segment, so we'll take a little break and come back for a lightning round. Right, we're back after a uh, rather lengthy segment, uh, and so we'll make up for a little time here just with our lightning round. Um, I just want to mention something real briefly that, that you may be hearing uh, in the news or, or reported uh, in different conservative outlets some, about something called the Great Reset. And it's uh, something I think for us to be, you know, thinking about, be concerned about somewhat has to do with an organization called the World Economic Forum and uh, just some kind of long-term goals. It's something that uh, on the surface can sound, you know, really conspiracy theory-like. Uh, and yet I think there are some pretty substantial things uh, about it that, that would be good for us to kind of keep our finger on the pulse of. So uh, Jack Hibbs and Charlie Kirk had a rather lengthy um uh, dialogue at our church last Wednesday night. So I'm gonna, I'll put the link to that uh, up on the uh, in in the notes, just in case that's something that you would like to check out. I found it very uh, very informative, and uh, just something for us to keep our finger on the pulse of. Well, Brian, you didn't uh, you didn't bring up your favorite topic of Canada, so yep, no. I uh, decided to, to to go different. Okay, well, I'll continue on mine with Russia, I guess, a little <laughs> bit. Um, so yeah, I just briefly wanted as well, just wanted to talk a little bit about the oil and, and gas prices. And I just wanted to point out that, uh, yeah, there's been sanctions on Russia, but today, uh, March 8th was the first day that, uh, president Biden, uh, put the ban, the complete ban on Russian oil imports to the United States. Um, so whether these rise in gas prices were, uh, you know, uh, preemptive maybe, but uh, it's probably no really good news for, uh, this upcoming week of gas prices, you know, I, I would assume it's, you know, going to continue to skyrocket. Um, you know, I, I paid six twenty nine for a gallon of gas in, in California. Uh, so it's pretty ridiculous. Um, and then the last thing I just wanted to mention, although it's probably not going to get passed, Ted Cruz did introduce a bill in the Senate um, about American energy independence to build pipelines, etc. cetera. Um, again, not going to get passed, but uh Thank you, Ted Cruz, I suppose. 
Yeah. Well, and something like something like that it should be so completely unnecessary. America was energy independent uh, up until last January, and then. Uh, and and it just is. No matter what you think about the other policies, that should be something that that we should be completely united about. We uh, it puts us in such a position of strength. It's not that that uh, oil and natural gas won't go away someday as a as fuels will come up with alternatives that are cleaner. But there are priorities out there, and our our energy independence is something that we should all be able to agree on. So I just President Biden, drill, drill, drill. That's my message. <laughs> yeah, and you know. No matter what your belief is, you, you know, with President Biden and his belief in, you know, the, the turning to uh, more cleaner resources. Well, this is an extraordinary moment in history and we need extraordinary people to step up. And, you know, that's just not really happening. And it's more of the opposite, unfortunately. And that, that always happens in, in times of war and unrest, you know, that I, you know, I may want to tend my garden, but I'm sorry, I may need to go out and fight for my freedom instead, you know, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. so uh, yeah, and just a little bit of good news uh, that uh, for those of us that, that still legitimately believe that there were the, the election results and, and that there were some things going on that were uh, illegal and not, and not right, that. Uh, that Wisconsin just came out with a report that that uh, listed some pretty things of pretty much concern and and just as 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 listeners would just encourage uh, out there that um, that there there's a lot of of evidence for that and we're not trying to overturn the election or anything like that but we just need to make sure it never happens again and re- recognize why and so uh, so don't be totally closed to considering that and not all of us that are concerned about that and most of us that are concerned are not uh, idiots. <laughs> so, yeah. It, uh, yeah. I, I share uh, uh, my thinking in that. And, you know, I'm not saying that the, you know, uh, like you said, the, the election should be overturned or there, you know, was fraud enough to overturn. What I'm saying is we need to investigate this to see legitimately if that's true and really, just it's our duty as uh, Americans and uh, to preserve the what we have in our republic, <laughs> um, just as the Democrats did in 2016 with the Russia investigation. If there's a slight chance of uh, mishap or a wrongdoing in an election, you have to investigate it. And that's just, that's what you have to do. Yes. And not put labels on people that are trying to do it. So we'll talk more about that in our conclusion when we talk about these democratic principles that we want to make sure we have. All right, that's it. We did pretty well at keeping it short. So we'll be back in a second with our, our last segment. Okay, and we are back. Um, and now in this segment, we kind of want to just uh, create some takeaways, what, what we can take away from uh, what we learned in, in uh, a segment a couple, ago, a couple seconds ago. Um, so the United States and, and our, our states, each U.S. state, all 50, uh, our republics uh, by design, um, they each have a constitution. We have a federal constitution and each state has a state constitution. Um, and it, it's probably good for us uh, just to start to refer to our form of government as a republic when we are speaking with others, 
so we can just kind of get used to saying that and hopefully uh, get others used to hearing it and saying it. And if they have questions, you know, we can do our best to try to educate them on the subject as well. Yeah, I think that's fair. And uh, just another takeaway is that uh, that d- democracy in itself is not a dirty word. It's that that uh, pure democracy um, that uh, that the founders were so scared of, and that that is what we should be scared of. And and uh, that pure democracy, the, the 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 rule of the mob, when it's applied in too large a situation, uh, and and stuff. But um, one of these, one of the articles in our references pointed out that there there are four democratic principles that are very important for us to follow if we want to preserve our uh, our republic. And Benjamin Con- uh, Franklin's comment was not an offhanded one: a, a republic man, if we can keep it, uh, because uh, you know, one of the things we'll talk about in a second is that it it, it can easily disintegrate into something not good. And you know, probably one of one of Denver's and my reasons behind this podcast is that we're seeing some things happening out there that uh, that that could contribute to this, and it's important for us to to be aware of those. So, uh, the first of these four uh, four things is uh, interestingly, like we just talked about, free and fair elections, and that. Um, um, so you know that we have taken for granted that that you know we have regular elections that you know they're not every twenty years or something like that that we have regular elections they're well organized and and that's one of the uh, jobs of the counties and states and municipalities is to organize those elections and to make sure that the 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 right eligible people are voting and that the wrong people are not voting and wrong people could include all kinds of categories of people. Uh, that either people it will try to vote more than once or try to vote in somebody else's name or who are not citizens, uh, uh, that, that that is very important. Yeah, and when we talk about free and fair elections, you hear this really a lot uh, from the left, and they have all these voting uh, right bills that come out, and we don't have time to go into those, but I really advise you to take a look at those and see what they're trying to get through. It's not voting rights. It's restricting really uh, rights to vote. And you, that's pretty evident in the bill. Um, and, uh, you know, for a free and fair election, it needs to be accessible to everybody who meets those voting qualifications. Like Brian said, obviously, if you're not a citizen, you know, we got to make sure that those people are not allowed to vote. Um, and then the second thing is just, you know, for a free and fair election, just to be as unbiased as possible um, in, in all matters. Um, so, you know, those are a couple uh factors there. Yeah, the 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 free and fair thing and and so many of these election integrity laws and voter ID laws and things like that. Once again, it just when you think about it it's such a no-brainer. And and maybe back in you know, back 150 years ago there may have been reason to, you know, not require an ID or something like that. But when ID is required for everything, it's so important to to make sure that uh that that elections are not manipulated. And like we mentioned, I think there's some evidence that that's, uh, that has gone on to some extent. Just really quickly before we move on, I, I want to mention that it's, it's one of the most simple things to do. And when it's so simple and you have the left pushing back against it, you just have to kind of ask yourself, hmm, why is that? Why are they pushing back? Why do they not want 
people with uh, to show their ideas to vote? Is it because they want non-citizens to vote, et cetera? I don't know. You can exactly, you know, you well, can. and one of the things in that Wisconsin thing we talked about is that, uh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, a private individual donated millions of dollars, not to the state of Wisconsin or to the country, but tar- targeting specific cities, which were going to be more likely to, uh, to, to vote democratic. And, uh, you know, that, that doesn't seem very, f- uh, you know, fair and, and equal, um, to me, to be able to target things like that to to uh, to get to get your outcome. So yeah, All right. Number two is citizen participation. Uh, you know, we talk about the the, the privilege or the, uh, the the privileges of democracy or living in a republic, but uh, we also we don't talk enough about the responsibility of being an informed citizen, and that to know the Constitution, to know what we're talking about, why we live in such a special place and why America is so exceptional in the history and how fragile our freedom is and how important it is to exercise it um, uh, in, in a responsible way. Yeah. Uh, Brian and I were just talking about the, the voting turnout in the 2020 election before uh, we started recording. And it was pretty extraordinary based upon uh, previous elections and you know what we've had in the past. And it's still not what you would like it to be. You know, you'd like it to be, you know, 100%. But obviously, that's, you know, that's really never going to happen. Um, and, and so just to, to get a rightful outlook of the views of America, you know, you need to get as many people to vote as possible who can vote. Um, and because those people who are, are going to represent you and make decisions uh, based upon how you vote. You know, that's how our, our republic works. And so that, that's why it's so important for everybody to vote if they can. Yeah. And, and that all citizens have an equal right to participate. Uh, and, and, you know, we see so much how elites or power brokers and there, there's been abuse of power on, on all sides. And yet right now you talk thinking about the elites and the tech industry and big business and the, uh, the media, um, you know, the, 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 the term of, uh, an oligarchy, you know, small groups of powerful individuals having more power than others and, uh, and, and needing the citizens. And that's why a lot of this grassroots stuff like in that happened in Virginia, the trucker convoy, things like that of, of citizens just rising up to, um, to, to, to speak out and to exercise our rights in that and to, to make sure that they're protected and everybody gets that chance. Yeah. And, you know, it's great that, like, for example, Brian's vote isn't anything more than my vote, unless Brian is secretly some sort of oligarch that I don't know about. Um, But (laughs) so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, true. The third one is just protecting people's uh, human rights and that uh, we believe in freedom. And one of the, the things of differences in democracy is that uh, even the mi- people in the minority, even people that disagree have rights. And that's where that whole business up in Canada with the uh, people that donated money to the trucker convoy, uh, you know, being ratted out and having their bank accounts closed. Uh, that is just such an insidious evil that uh, we have to make sure that those rights are protected and, uh, and appreciate our robust b- bill of rights that we have. Yeah. And it all goes back to the Constitution, uh, you know, the freedom of speech and the right to peacefully assemble. And, you know, even the Second Amendment with um, the right to bear arms, you know, that we have these 
abilities to exercise our freedoms in which we can secure them as well. Yeah. Yep. Well said. And then the last one is just the, the equal rule of law, that the, the law applying equally to everybody. And boy, we can look at history and, and uh, there's a lot of, uh, a, a lot of, of mud to sling, uh, rightfully so. And yet how we need to make sure that that's happening and to try to call that out when we see it. Yeah, going back to my analogy of Brian being an oligarch and, and me being a regular citizen, uh, you know, we should be treated the same and uh, uh, in any case, uh, the fact of the matter. Yeah, and that uh, that you now that if we look at the, the the difference in how the uh, the protesters in you know in in early twenty twenty. Uh, were treated differently than the protesters in uh, in, in January sixth, and um, just you know, it's it's needed to be to be applied equally, and how what a concern that is. I agree. I don't like to don't like to see it. Yep. Okay. Well, just as we uh, carry on, kind of a summary of this is that uh, just. And, and this is a quote uh, from from David Barton that talks about being being a, uh, about beware that that the gradual disintegration of a republic into like emotional pure democratic mob rule and so uh, you know in David Barton's article which is one of the ones he's the wall builders founder but he says a republic is the highest form of government devised by man and uh, you know that's something that there may be some debate uh, about so don't get too hung up by that but uh, going on from there but it also requires the greatest amount of human care and maintenance which is true that the an informed citizenry and that virtue that we talked about and virtue requiring faith and 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 all so and then going on with his quote if neglected it can deteriorate into a variety of lesser forms including a democracy he means pure democracy uh anarchy um uh that's a system in which a person determines his own rules and standards uh, an oligarchy or government run by a small council or group of elites or a dictatorship, which is a government run by a single individual, and so I, I we didn't point up above in, uh, in the in the different kinds of republics that there there can be republics that aren't democratic, uh, like uh, Russia and North Korea. So I mean, they're called republics; they have constitutions, and yet they have disintegrated, or they never never were just kind of a, a shell game. Uh, but they are basically just dictatorships or oligarchies uh, with the, the thin veneer of, of being able to call themselves and, uh, and have kind of mock elections that really aren't free and fair. Yeah. I, I mean, America and our constitution is like a very, very complex machine in which you got to change the oil every day, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And if you don't do, do those things, it's, you know, it's all going to blow up on you. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, True. Eternal vigilance is the price of freedom. So ah, yes. there we go. <laughs> All right. We're going to take one more break and then uh, come back for our conclusion and our quote of the week. Okay. Let's wrap this up talking about uh, 
democracy versus republic. Hopefully you've gotten a little bit of information that uh, uh, maybe it'll whet your appetite to do a little bit more reading, but um, just uh, we want to pray that uh, we can keep our republic. So uh, as always, uh, we'll put this up on Facebook. I'll send out that email. Once again, if you want to be on the email list, I always include the link to the podcast. If that's easier for you, then uh, please email us at goodfight71 at gmail.com. And uh, thank you for listening. Hope it's been helpful. Yeah, uh, I agree. Um, And I'll probably mention that email one more time before we go. But anyways, um, we'll continue with our tradition of the quote of the week. Uh, This one's by Calvin Coolidge, who um, uh, was uh, president right after Mr. Harding uh, died in office, which was something I just found out today. Uh, So I'll just say that there. But um, the, the quote is this from Calvin Coolidge. To live under the American Constitution is the greatest political privilege that was ever accorded to the human race. And that, you know, is is quite something. And, you know, I, I wouldn't have too many uh, reservations uh, of that myself. Not at all. And, and uh, you know, if that sounds like uh, a pride or hubris or, or, or boasting, I think for us as Americans, it should be something that we really take with a great uh, responsibility to be those kinds of informed citizens, to do the work of, uh, of knowing and, and explaining and telling uh, the greatness of, of our country and uh, praying that we'll be able to, with God's help, be able to make it better and preserve that for our children and grandchildren. That is certainly the goal. And we uh, both think alike in that. So I'm glad. Um, we just thank you for listening, and I'll give you that email one more time, goodfight71 at, uh, goodfight at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, and, and let us know if you'd like to be added to that email list if the Facebook uh, isn't uh, something you want to be a part of. But uh, be sure to check the Facebook out as well for articles and, and resources. So we thank you for listening. Uh, God bless, and keep up the good fight. Keep up the good fight, and thanks for listening again. See you soon.